Welcome back to Life Lanes, everyone, The Brotherly Guide. We are your hosts, Justin and Dominic Mazza, and our guest today is Marie O'Rourke. Uh, Marie's actually one of my best friend's little sisters. I've known her literally since the day she was born. I've seen her grown over time into an amazing young woman. Uh, she works uh, legal at a tax firm, and I'm super pumped to get to talk to, to, talk to her today. Hey, Marie, what's going on? Hey, I'm so excited to be here. Welcome. Um, my life is incredibly boring day to day. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not, I'm tone. living at home. <laughs> really, really keeping the listeners engaged here. I mean, I think I'm interesting and cool, but when I look at it from the outside, I don't know if anyone else would find me as interesting, but um yeah, I mean, I'm working now. I just graduated. I don't know how long I'm legally allowed to say that I'm post-grad, but I'm going to keep doing it until the end of this year because I feel like two years gives me enough time to be like, now I'm actually an adult when I really don't feel like one. Um, I'm having a good time. I'm hanging out with my friends who live in the city. I just visited a friend uh, down in Florida, so I got to go on like, my first adult paid for by me vacation, which was very exciting. Um, and I have a lot of cool things coming up for the rest of the year. A lot of concerts, a lot of um, birthdays too. Still keeping friends from college and making new ones along the way. But um, yeah, it's pretty mundane for the most part. So you graduated last year from undergrad, from grad? undergrad in 2022 okay so when were you born i was born in 2000 that's pretty crazy to to, to hear that i remember a couple of years ago oh i guess a couple of years ago what people were saying how do you know someone uh is over 21 and so just the 2000 like hit so it was just kind of weird you know dom and i 90s babies you don't you don't really get that anymore no, no bouncers still, <laughs> still look at your ID for a really long time and they give you the sigh or the dirty look. So they're just kind of like angry at you for being a little bit younger, which is I always get a lot of joy out of. But um, I'm sure that'll fade with time. It's interesting with the IDs where there's like a point where you're like offended when they ID you and then you become offended when they don't ID they you. Don't. Only for a woman. Only yeah. for a woman, yeah. For men, it's more of just like a nuisance. I don't know. I guess it's also like what town do you live in? You know, like for me, I live in a college town, right? So I think there's a clear distinction between like me and an 18-year-old or, or a 20-year-old trying to use a fake ID. But Yeah. I also think Lindsay. guys look older when they're younger. So you might not have gotten ID'd when you were 18, but I certainly was. Yeah, that's true. I, we have I think, facial hair to cover it up. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Lindsay gets offended nowadays <clears throat> when she uh, isn't carded uh, or when she is carded and I'm not. Like we're at the same dinner table and like fancy dinners too. Like also, the, what does that say about me? That means then I'm You're old enough. <laughs> yeah, right. Specifically like, what the waiter is calling me. You're grooming them. <laughs> whoa, Child whoa. <laughs> Tough. It's hard because um, you're so short. And, like, I don't think that's ever going to stop. I know, but it's like for women, it's like 
you know, you're not just going to keep growing in your <laughs> mid twenties. It's like, if you're short, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I kind of wish I could keep growing. I want like at least two more inches to like hit the, be the ideal mark, but it'd be fun if you could kind of like, like modulate it. That's yeah. what, uh, our dad says that a lot. He's always like, you know what? We always say we want two more inches, but then when you get to the height, you probably want two more and you're probably just never happy with the height you're at. So I don't know. I feel like there's, there's a height, you know, if I was like, yeah, it's called six feet, Dom. six, three, no, nah, six feet. I'd, I'd probably six, want to be a little that's, taller. That's some height. Six, three would be like, you know, you could be a pretty mediocre athlete and still get by <laughs> in a lot of things. And as someone who's hooked up with a few above six feet athletes, it's not all it's cracked up to me, let me tell you. (laughs) Whoa, it's starting off spicy. (laughs) You start looking weird at a certain point after six feet. It's just like no one really notices what you look like anymore. No one's really looking at your face. Portion based. Right? If you're like Mm -hmm. super gangly, then it's like, whoa, that dude's a fucking alien. But, you know, because, yeah, I lived with two friends in college that were both 6'8". All right. You guys are just short, though. Pretty (laughs) short. Yeah. Like, can we get some height counts? I want I want to know what I'm working with. We're all sitting. Dom, what do you what do you introduce yourself as? (laughs) 5'8". Yeah, 5'8". Got to round up. Yeah. (laughs) I think if we bust tape. Uh, would be five seven and a half. Okay. Six, seven and a half inches. I'm six two. <laughs> nice. I don't think so. Yeah, but you saying, have like, like a weird you guys, body you're, you're, too. What's up? <laughs> you said I have a weird body. Yeah. Again, like as a short person, I think you have a weird body. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm I'm super proportional. It's fine. If I was taller, it would look weirder. I, I remember a- Brett, Brett would always say like, oh, it's it's easier for short people to like lift weights when like we would talk about like, I'm just like, dude, I'm just stronger than you, Brett. Your center of gravity is lower to the ground. I think there's some merit to that. There is, you know, give and take. I did wrestling for a while and, you know, it's good to be tall and it's good to be short, yeah. right? Kind of mm-hmm. each have their own pros and cons. I, I think the difference between you and Brett is that you work out and he doesn't. That is... <laughs> That would be a good difference. Yeah, I haven't thought of that that possibility, but that <laughs> does sound accurate. There's a, a little Dicky just dropped a new album, and for a weird reason, Dom, I listened to it on the way home from Vermont, and he just sings. He's like, "I'm six foot, not really five eleven. Okay, you got me. I'm five ten. <laughs> like that's a lot. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's how guys talk. No, it's like I wonder where this six foot obsession came from. It just seems it's kind of arbitrary. It, it's pretty newer. I feel like over the last five to ten years, that's been the standard. Are people just getting taller? I don't think I so. I don't know. I don't think so. I think, you know, as, as more immigrants come in or migrants come into this country, uh, you know, because people come from all different backgrounds, right? And if you come from Norse blood compared to Mediterranean yeah. blood, it's going to be... Sheesh. Totally different, yeah. So it's kind of fucked when when they're like, oh, like the average height in the United States is whatever. Because there's such a diverse population in the United States. Yeah. I think there's also more of a conversation among women about 
what you want in terms of a partner and like how height plays into that. So like, mm-hmm. I think it's just more of a conversation piece and something that we're all kind of understanding as a collective rather than we're all getting taller or shorter. I think it's just something that we're all willing to talk about now. Cause when you talk to most girls, at least in my experience, there's not really a definition of what you want in someone other than taller than you. <laughs> Generally. Right, right. It doesn't right, matter how short is, or tall you are. That's the standard. Yeah. You are how yeah. tall? I'm five seven. So oh. not crazy tall. That is not crazy oh, tall, that's yeah. Not tall. I thought you were like I thought you were taller too. I think right, I have so the is, energy. <laughs> this is this is the average height of men by birth year from 1896 to 1996. What a great map. Can we just this is crazy. Oh, phenomenal? This is, is dark green taller. So dark green is taller. So it goes up to 185 centimeters, which is six feet. So Why America's is so tall. America Damn, is we got average. Some big ass people. <laughs> the tallest. Yeah. Also, Dom, let's go somewhere else. We live like kings. Also, the fattest. Yeah, what so is that so, bottom left? Is that Peru? They look pretty short. Uh, this is Peru. Sorry, this is Peru. This is Chile. So yeah, Peru, Ecuador, and I'm assuming Colombia are pretty pretty yeah, short. Yeah, that makes sense. Can we get that in feet? I don't China's know how to little... read centimeters. So 185 centimeters is six feet. Okay. Um. So let's play this time lapse wow. video. So this is saying that the United States. Oh, that was earlier. That's over okay. time. So this is earlier. Okay. So so ironically, um. Huh. People around us important. are getting taller. Yeah. So everyone around us is getting taller. Uh, we do get taller in the 30s. Damn, look at those Norse people up there. Yeah, Australia <laughs> so, too. Justin, to answer your question, because I, you were, the 5 to 10 year thing you were, you were wrong about. But yes, the average height of people around the world has no, grown. The, the thing I was thinking about, I feel like over the last 10 years, we'd pay, the 6 foot has become, for whatever reason, that venture. I feel like 5'7 was the average height mm-hmm. when we were growing up. I don't know. At least that's most in high school your, used your to house because your entire family is five seven. <laughs> Don't come after us. Our basement is for like under six foot people. Yeah. You know. So pros and cons. I yeah. think the six foot thing though is just in the Western world. I feel like people in India don't abide by the six foot rule. I have no idea about that. That's just a complete. Yeah, according to, to WikiHow, some women prefer tall guys because the height difference makes them feel protected and safe. Could say that about big arms too. Here we go. I Dom. agree. Then why don't we like like really big people? Because you, know, you skip feel... leg day. <laughs> well, I feel like big big people. Well, no, no, not big arm people. Just I was going like not obese, but like real heavy set lo- people, right? Yeah, like a Shane Gillis body type. Yeah, I would feel. <laughs> Yeah, but he's also, I think, kind of tall. Dad buds are also in. They're also having dad buds are in, yeah. I feel We've like the bod that Jason you're Mabella. like. Have you guys seen Pat Mahomes now? This oh, and it just went I saw that yeah, in yeah. the room. Yeah. Am I allowed to do that without getting flagged? I'll do it. We'll find out. 15-yard <laughs> penalty. We're not, we're not talking about what peak performance looks like. The little dad oh, bod, wow. the little he pouch. Oh, man. Yeah, the pouches are in. You know, it says that you work out, but you also like to eat food and drink beer, which is... And you're probably a good caregiver of your kids. (laughs) That's a stretch, but... Dom, it's called a dad bod for a reason. That is quite a dad bod right there. That's pretty... 
off still frame in the video. <laughs> you guys, I saw it was like a, a Pat Mac Mac Holmes for like Mac Jones because <laughs> he had the dad, oh, yeah, he had the dad yeah. pick going around. <clears throat> well, was Murray, like just on the height, we could jump right to it. So five seven. Do you typically go for taller partners? Um, honestly, I'm working with like not even law of attraction, but it's more just like whoever feels comfortable enough to come up to me. I'm kind of working with you for the most part. I'm not really like I'll notice someone attractive, but like in terms of me going up to there, I think a lot of that has to do with like a feeling of personal safety and. I'm kind of convinced I'm going to get murdered by a stranger. So, like, I'm not really trying to mix it up with someone I don't really know. Um, but I would say generally, if history is any indicator, then yeah. But I also tend to wear heels when I go out just as a regular, if not heels. Like, I'm wearing platform sneakers. I'm adding, like, at least an inch or two on the regular. So, like... I tend to think shorter people just don't come up to me. Um, but do I prefer someone taller than me? Does it have to be six inches taller than me? No. I can work with 5'10", 5'9". It's more about their comfortability with me. Because I feel like it's not that I'm unwilling to date someone my height or even shorter I just feel like there's a level of insecurity that I can't control on the part of the other person where yeah. you're wanting to, like, like Dom said, wear heels when you want to go out, you want to dress up, you want the option. And I don't want it to be a problem when I do. And I've had instances with people where it is a problem. And I was like, this isn't my fault. And this isn't about you. <laughs> this is about my outfit and what I want to wear. And so like having to default to the other person to make a personal choice and also kind of making you the villain is really frustrating because you're like, this is not my issue. This is something to do with you. And you're just kind of stuck because you don't want to offend the other person, but your height is really not something you can control on either part. And I didn't care. But optics, I think, say a lot. Do you, like, I'm curious, because I've, I think I've dated, like, one or two people my height or just above. Like, not much, right? I'm just curious, from a height perspective, where does height fall into overall what makes someone attractive to you? Speak, you know, Gen Z, woman, like, are, I'm assuming there's other things, but I'm kind of curious, like, how, how important is height? I wouldn't say it's really a deal breaker if I like you. I like you. We all look the same laying down. My mom might listen to this. So just as like a frame of reference, keep it in. Poor thing. Um, but I don't really <laughs> care that much. Um, is it something I notice? Like, it's easier to spot a tall person across a bar. So like, of course, I'll see you first. And it was... Probably it was freshman year of college. It was like one of my first weekends out. I had never really drank before. So it was a whole bunch of new experiences. We were going to our college bar and we walk into the bar 
and I see this kid. It's like the second I walk in, I see him across the room and I was like, I want that one. He was six foot five. He was on the track team and we were seeing each other, I think for like a year after that, like for the entirety of my freshman year and then a little bit later. But like, that was one of the first times where I was like, that is the person that I need to talk to right now. So I think it was just kind of, it was like a beacon. There had to be a hundred people in this mm -hmm. like hundred square foot room. We were all disgusting. It was a heat wave the first week of school. So we we're all sweaty and gross. And I don't know. It was just, that was like one of the most distinctive moments where I was like, height matters. And then I went through a phase where I was only talking to people that were six, two and above, which was kind of a mess, but it was really fun for amount of time. It was, um, but when it comes to people I actually have more meaningful relationships with, I think they've all been under six foot. So fun to play around with, but... I don't want to jump to conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be a trend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think also, if you're cool with how tall I am, because I usually, I'm going to meet you with heels on. That's usually just... I would say the odds are probably in favor of that. So if you're cool with that, that I I can I can hang out with you. We can have a good time. It doesn't have to be that serious. And as long as it's not a problem for you, because like I have no intention of changing really any part of what I do for the most part. Compromise is a part of relationships, at least that's what I've heard. And that's the one thing I really ask for is that you're okay with it. And like, I don't care if I look taller than you in a few pictures. Yeah, I'll slouch. I'll do my best. But like, I don't care at a certain point. It was my senior prom and my boyfriend at the time was my date. And I was picking out heels and my mom was like, you can't wear those. And I was like, why not? And she was like, he's like 5'10". That's not fair. So I got the shorter shoes and I was miserable. And we broke up later that summer. I really... Oh, it wasn't sad. It was meant to be over. But um, I was going to college and there was a whole host of other issues. And I was like, we're not going to see each other probably ever again. And it was a great relationship for high school, but it needed to be done at the time. But he really wasn't okay with it and a lot of other things that I wanted to do. So if your insecurity is going to come down to me choosing what I feel like is a benign thing, I'm not really hurting anyone. I don't think by wearing taller shoes that make me 5'9", which is still not a crazy height. But I also think I give off an energy of like, I don't want to call it big dick energy because I want to give myself a little bit more credit. But like, I think I just have this like really tall presence. So I think a lot of people think I'm huge and gigantic. And <laughs> I think the energy can be a lot to combat sometimes. That sounds really conceited, doesn't it? No, that's pretty interesting, that tall person energy. That's kind of funny. <laughs> it, it, it's on a similar similar wave from it. What, uh, what college did you go to? I went to Fordham University, and I went to the Rose Hill campus in the Bronx. It was a great time. What's the other I'd campus? I'd give a kidney. It's Lincoln Center, uh, around Columbus Circle. Is that, that's in Manhattan? Mm-hmm. That's, like, where all the 
artsy dance majors went because it was right um, next to Lincoln Center where the National Ballet is. Rose Hill Dom is where City. all of our friends went. That the one so, like, in the Bronx, where, right? That's that's where like Dave. Dave. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I thought. We don't have artsy friends. Yeah. yeah. Well, Dave's kind of. Dave's. Do we have any artsy? Do we have any friends that are musicians? Kind of missed the ball on that one. No, we actually don't. Dave is the artsiest in terms of like photography and potentially being gay, although he's married. But. Um, <laughs> Does that mean he's artsy? <laughs> he is artsy. But no, we have no musicians. Don't worry, Dom, you have Lindsay. I wouldn't really say she's a musician. Would she's singing more... not count? Uh, no. Actually, no, it's, it's not. It's not, not a playing music, it's an not instrument. A, it's not an instrument. I think she would disagree. <laughs> yeah. I it's get like her saying in here track right is now. Musically is she there? Is she there? Let me see. Go Lindsay! Lynch. I'll like die on that hill. That's a performance. <laughs> yeah, she's, how is she's that an artist. Yeah, there you go. Maybe she's an artist. Definitely an is artist. she there? She's not coming in. I, I think a musician plays music. But what if the musical instrument is a voice? You still have to be able to read music and reproduce it. Uh, all right, uh, gotta be producer of the year here. Pull practice. this up on Google. You can practice cornhole. Tons I'm of singers call their throat their instrument. You have oh, to care that's for it. Weird. It is. I don't care. Do that. I don't, don't want to. You. You probably go to the. I feel Lincoln like Mick Jagger would probably call it that. This seems like probably like a hot debate between actual musicians and singers. So a singer makes music with their voice, so they are a musician by definition. But some singers can't read notes and don't know music theory. So some musicians don't consider them musicians because they can't speak musician jargon and therefore more difficult. This is Cora though, so I don't really know how much how serious yeah, we're gonna take that. That's I mean, like kind of deep, like Reddit. We'll get into Reddit. It seems like it's probably a big, big point of contention between people who actually like take the time to See, because here's the thing. It's like, you can be a natural singer and have a beautiful voice. Like, you can't just pick up a guitar and be like, I got one in the back. We could try it. I, you have a guitar it. in the you back? Don't. Look, with a camera. Who plays yeah, guitar sense. in your household? No one. Not Lindsay, because she's not a musician. <laughs> I feel like it's Because like, she doesn't listen to the podcast. I, I feel like singers say they're musicians. Uh, actual musicians don't care. And then people who don't do either say that they're not musicians. This <laughs> is where we're falling. A we'll fair put it assessment. up on the poll. We'll make an Instagram poll about it. Dean. I love it. We'll, we'll tweeting it right now. So, Marie, uh, at Fordham, what did you major in? I was a double major in sociology and anthropology. So I had no idea other than getting a secondary degree with that. Yeah. Yeah, what? So, what do you actually do with those degrees? Do you just go and teach? It's like the idea behind it. You can. A lot of my professors actually thought I would really enjoy doing a PhD, and I think secondary career, I would love to do that. I love young people. I love the conversations, and I really <laughs> loved college. You love young people? You're, you're the do. 22. <laughs> But I mean, like, I love that phase in your life when you're just like, you're leaving home for the first time, you're finally able to like have your own ideas and your own thoughts on things, you leave your bubble, hopefully, I think a lot of people should 
move for college, even just for even 30 minutes away from where I am. It was like a completely different world. But I like the idea of just talk, keeping in touch with people younger than me as I get older, because not like I want to stay cool. Not that I'm cool right now, but you're the coolest. You're like Lindsay's icon. We, uh, <laughs> Dom, we've, we've been we've been seeing a lot more, Marie, and so like we have these movie nights that were happening. We're watching Lord of the Rings, Dean. If you can hear this, um, we're on the final Lord of the Rings, and I'm, I, we we should talk about what our next trilogy should be. Hey, hey. fellowship, and uh, yeah, Lindsay, I'm rereading the trilogy right now. Of oh, course. As one does. And Lindsay is super pumped that Marie is joining uh, movie night, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I think Lindsay thinks she was born. She should have been born either Gen Z or an 80s baby, which are basically mm. the same thing sometimes. And uh, I think she just lives through you, Marie. No, I, I an 80s baby. adore her. Wow. Yeah, cocaine was crazy, man. <laughs> or just uh, being in hey, high school. Mrs. O listens to this. Being I in have never school, done cocaine, and that is true in a fact. Dom doesn't like Lord of the Rings, so I'm just going to ask you, is this your first time watching the trilogy or no? Oh, absolutely not. I think it was okay, constantly cool. in the background of my entire existence. Okay, because both the Mazza boys, we had to introduce Lord of the Rings to them like five years ago, so their childhood was clearly... I mean, loved. I, in re-watching yeah. them now, they're good, but they're not the best thing I've ever seen. They're the best thing ever. No. They're I, fantastic. Yeah, they moved no, everyone was, down. Honestly, like, Frodo is just a little bitch. Like, I just hate Frodo in his entirety, his existence. But every and, main character is essentially helpless. They need every other supporting character to get them to the goal. They have no idea what's going on, ever. What, no, do, no. what do you like, Justin, if you don't like Lord <laughs> of the Rings? No, well, well, well Star Wars is you much like better. Cookies? Well, puppies. This is this is like this is a such Tyler, a. I'm saying uh, Lord just, of the I Rings. You, I just need to ask you a question because you're gonna lose a lot of credibility here. You're gonna say what do you, what do you prefer ahead. more, the Disney Star Wars trilogy or Lord of the Rings? So that is Force oh. Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise. All right, all right. That's, yeah, I will not. Yeah, you're right. I can't get on board that train. Okay, Lord of the Rings definitely better. All right. What about? I've the never even seen those movies. The prequels are close to me. See, that's insane. That now that's just nostalgia. No, that's no. that's you being nostalgic with the Clone prequels. All time, I'm not having any nostalgia with Lord of the Rings. Maybe. I mean, I just uh, they're very long, which is a little yeah. little too long sometimes. They're good. Don't get me wrong. They're really good, and I think we're doing it in the right way. We're watching them like every two to three weeks. We do a little intermission, which I really love. Everyone goes, pees, gets your snacks. Uh, we also have Phenomenal Host, which really makes it lovely. We have fresh popcorn. We had Dom's Chicken Fingers last time, which was great. I didn't make any uh, chicken fingers. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Loser. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> so are you watching Return of the King next? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But Lindsay's super into it, which is a lot of fun. Like, I would not imagine she was. And I think introducing her to Game of Thrones a few years ago, now she's, like, into fantasy lore. Nothing sucks more than having someone not like the movies once you show them. Because you're like, this could be really weird if you really aren't into, like, fantasy. And, like, because... I I was warning Andre for a while. 
I'm like, don't like Lindsay's not gonna like this. And I think she got into it maybe because we kind of forced her a little bit, but I'll ride with that train. Uh, and we built a nice little community around it. If I just introduced it to her, there's no way she would have done it. Right. You, but we got to like, ride with that going. train. What do you mean? It was like a riders of Rohan joke. Oh my God. Loser. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, Cricket. I'm, I'm laughing because all of my friends <laughs> quote the most like obscure lines from it. That just make me giggle. Like at the end, I think it's Return of the King. Like literally at the end, where they're all like meeting up, and the Frodo's just like Sam. <laughs> <laughs> you know the scene. Yeah, it's like this like dream like kind of world. Or it's like not a dream uh, world. It's just he wakes no, up. No, I know from... it's not, but it's kind of like <laughs> like slow mo and stuff. Or like, oh, an elephant. <laughs> this is like that's stupid. Yeah, shit. I. Well, you know what? Uh, Dean, what makes it enjoyable is Andre knows a lot about the universe. And I'll ask those weird questions like, oh, what what was this? Or like, what was the history behind that? Why are the elves like this? And he'll like, give me a quick 30 seconds. Like, oh, that made this scene a lot more enjoyable. If you like know all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you you know the legendarium, it definitely helps. But I think just on the surface, like they're just great entertaining movies. They are entertaining. Especially, the battle scenes are great. Especially compared to everything that's been coming out. Like they're just CGI messes. Yeah. You that's know what my point. you know what my gripe about Lord of the Rings is? I just never really liked huge battle scenes. I like more like one on one kind of fights or like yeah. small elite groups. Like three hundred. Perfect. So did you like people? So did you like Fellowship of the Ring the best out of the three? I mean I probably can't. He can't tell you which exactly one he saw. What happens? No, no, yeah. I've seen them all, yeah. but I can't. You can't give me a scene and be like, "Oh, that happened in that movie." Right, sorry, um, I just once I hear Lord of the Rings, I get excited. Let me just update you guys on this poll that I put on Twitter. <laughs> no. So. Can you can you put another one? What's the best Lord of the Rings? <sighs> I mean, well, like like in well, Game of Thrones, the, right? Like I like the one on one fights between like the Mountain and the Viper compared to the yeah. Battle of the Bastards. Uh, I, I get your point down from cinematic, but I also appreciate the chaos that goes along in like the large ass battles. And if they do it right, they single out a couple key moments between either one on one or two on twos or whatever dude, it is. The fucking the battle. Wait, did you guys? Everybody watch Game of Thrones here? Yeah, no spoilers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could. It's been yeah, out for a long <laughs> it's been ten years. <laughs> no, but like the Battle of the Wall, when like the wildlings and the Thens oh, like invade outstanding. The, the wall. That's like my favorite scene in like any TV show because they do exactly what you you just just said, uh, Justin. That they go around to different parts where like, oh, like here's Egret shooting the arrows. Here's like the yeah. fucking dude with the axe. Here's Tormund. Love yeah, it. <laughs> Savage. yeah, it's cool. Like. It gives everyone, like, everyone has their own role, and some people's role is just to die sometimes. <laughs> like, it's just some nobody, and like, oh, that guy didn't last long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow, we went down a couple rabbit holes. Marie, what, what do you think our next movie, like, trilogy or series, or maybe it's just a one-off? Mm-mm. Anything come to mind? Well, I do really want to watch all of the Die Hard movies. In, like release order, we watch Die Hard the original every Christmas. Great because, one. and then we do ever since I turned twenty one, we started doing occasionally the drinking game. Two years ago, 
Yeah, yeah. I think I skipped one year out of that. It feels like a lot longer. It feels like an entire <laughs> lifetime ago. Because I was in college. I was, I had a whole different life. And now it just, I can't imagine going back to school. Although I would give a kidney to go back just for like one Getting more semester. Old. Yeah, I think it's just, I'm still at the point where I'm like, you know, if I just had one more semester, I think I could do everything that I really wanted to do. And then I'd be fine for the rest of my life. But that is not how it works, unfortunately. And I don't think law school is going to be the same. Mm. Where, where are you? Wait, where are you in the law school journey? But also, it's just throwing out an idea. I've never seen any of the Matrix movies. <gasps> yeah, I think I've seen oh the God, first so one. Good. I think I saw the first one. And I was like, oh, I can get into this. And then the John Wick movies. I was going to say John Wick. a fan. Yeah, so that that's something I would love. Oh, good. Or I haven't seen any of the Mission Impossibles or the James Bonds. I can't stand Tom Like, those Cruise. are huge series. I what? I can't stand him. I literally can't stand him. I've, you know, it's funny. I've heard that from people. Um, I don't know why. He's another short king. Uh, Dude, there's a lot of short kings in Hollywood. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've been... Tom, it really useless angles. Short yeah, King. No, really? Illuminati. Yeah, Tom he's like Hardy. five seven. Oh my god! I love our, our new more. Short King, Jeremy Allen White. Mm, mm. He's he's just killing it. Short King. So you can have Supposedly tall energy and be short. Uh, that is a problem. Well, I mean, it's because they the way. Have you met the masses? I have. Right. Tom Hardy. Oh, he's five nine. All right, so he's That's like fine. He's under six foot. He's well under six foot. Under mm-hmm. six foot. And he plays some beefy dudes. Yeah, he's the man. Hmm. So, so, (laughs) that might be the title of the episode. Uh, (laughs) Peter Dinklage. (laughs) Oh, stop. (laughs) That went way down there. (laughs) Wow, that's all you think Elijah Wood is. Oh, 5'5? 5'5 is correct. Mm. He's pretty short. Told Jack, you. Jack Black, he's pretty short too. Would you just look up short male celebrities? Short actors. Short. Dustin Hoffman? Nice. How tall do you think Dustin Hoffman is? Oh, well, now Five that you're four. asking me. Yeah, that's he's correct. Yeah. You guys are good. Marie, you wouldn't date any of these people. Probably not. Unless I don't know. They, they, they give tall energy. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I'm not going to try and engage on a journey that I feel like will just make me and him both extremely angry. I'm just not going to not going to waste my time. Not going to make you upset. It's a real it's a yeah. real game out here. Don't disappoint us. Danny DeVito's pretty fucking short. I mean, I knew he was short, but I didn't realize I'm short. I just see like 5'11". He's no. under 5 feet. Yeah. yeah he's probably like 4'11". No, 4'11". Robert Downey Jr., surprise short king. 5'6". Yeah, he's somewhere in there. Dom, you're like saying I mean, people are short, but you don't even have their height. 5'8". Because they don't get... It's not that it's fine. You, gotta, yeah. you gotta explicitly Google them height. It's perspective. He's 5'8". His dad is 6'3". That's tough. Oh. Robert Downey, Downey Jr., apparently he's... Yeah, he was too. an actor. Oh, yeah, what movie is he in? Oh, don't give me that garbage. Well, Come you on. just made it like seem like it was obvious that he's an actor. It, but I, uh, I've, I've seen something about him that I knew it was. Yeah, get fucked. All right, cool. 
Sound like an A and A. Right. So, are you in law school right now? No, I just applied. I'm hearing back now, and I have to make a decision Ooh. by April. Ooh, exciting! No, it is vomit-inducing at certain points. It is so stressful. I feel like I'm making a choice for the rest of my life, which I guess also college kind of felt like. But I think I was more sure about that, and I also knew I couldn't go wrong with any college. Um, but the advice I've been given by people around me and like people at work is pick where you want to practice and go to school there and go to the best school that you possibly can, which means graduation rate, employment, like after graduation, and then also bar passage. So those are kind of like the three things you have to look at. It's also incredibly expensive. And I also, while I love my parents to absolute pieces, and honestly, they're really great. Like they are the nicest, most generous people I've ever ever known they're and compared best. to like they're so sweet um and especially to let me live here god love them but i, I have to move out for my own personal sanity quick segue do you do you think i'm in your mom's top 10 guys she's ever met oh, like that she loves yeah right i, I might be top five I'm, i think i'm pretty high up there you might outrank like in-laws and other people at this point <laughs> You've she's always uh, the best hugs. She's, dude, she's one of my, like, I can always, just someone who's been in my life for so many years, who just every time I'm around her, I feel warm and welcomed and loved. And like, and, I mean, I've known her for 30 years almost. Like, it's just it's such a cool feeling to be around your mom. She kind of feels like everyone's mom. I don't know how to explain that further, but like, she is so sweet and so welcoming to everyone and she's so willing to give to other people too yeah and like i think that's so special and like i couldn't imagine two people that were more designed to be parents than my parents um just because of how they are i mean they still very much want to take care of me and like do all those things but i think of that I liked coming home and getting to spend a little bit more time with them. But while that was so nice, this next chapter is going to be incredibly stressful. And I I literally don't think I'll be able to afford a single distraction other than your wedding, which I have to finish. Yeah. I have to book the hotel. But um, I just, I don't have the brain capacity to even fathom what it's going to be like. Everyone's like, it's going to be the most stressed you've ever been in your life. I have a friend who did it now and she's like, my body has completely changed. I am a completely different person and I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's anything like I've ever experienced before. And I'm really yeah. aware of that. So I, um, I have a few friends who went law, obviously a lot more friends who kind of went the MBA path of just like post-grad and at least for my discussions, like, so I did my MBA, but I, I did it online like i didn't have that immerse yourself stop working maybe or whatever like that full immersion into postgrad and uh but what i've gathered from my friends is yes it's stressful and yes like maybe it's a financial burden but the like the community that you organically and inorganically like kind of make within that space and that could be within your own school 
or just the network you start to build or conferences or whatever. Like I had friends, uh, so I had a, a really good friend. He met his, what is now his future wife uh, at grad school. And, you know, he, uh, she's from, I believe, Japan. And they go back there pretty often. And he just talks about how he would never have gotten this opportunity unless like he fully immersed himself in the graduate experience. And he's so thankful. And we, we talked, we caught up pretty recently about uh, the differences. He's two years younger than me, but he's nowhere near buying his first home or, and he's, you know, he just got engaged. And anyway, so we're like a little bit different points in our lives because we chose a different path, but he's so thankful to, to have done that. And he just kind of built this community that he's going to have for the rest of his life. So I think you should be like pretty pumped. I'm looking I, at the positives. Uh, yeah. It's just a lot of change that I know is coming up. And I also am avoiding making this decision. Like it's my job because I don't know. I just, it's so scary. Cause it's like, you finally get to see what you're made of kind of thing. I've talked about it. It's mm -hmm. been kind of an idea for so long that I was like, Oh, I'm going to go to law school. I, I want to be an attorney. Like this was a, now it's like a real part of my life. And now you're really putting it to the test. I felt that way with taking the LSAT too. I was like, how you do on this exam determines the next step, which determines the next one. And it feels like a lot's weighing sure. on it. And now that the exam's done and the applications are in and now decisions are coming back, um, it's really interesting to see my options. I'm really excited for them. I don't want to leave New York. I would like to stay here. Um, and hopefully I'm in a career where I can make some money and maybe do some good things. Those two usually don't go hand in hand, unfortunately. So... Mm. That Dom has a, uh, what is it, Dom? Uh, everyone who likes money, raise your hand. It's our thing. I, I, I get what you mean, Marie. It's interesting, like, the whole uh, Dom hates when I talk about how I met your mother because it's been a recent thing of ours. But, like, what Marshall struggles with about uh, mm -hmm. going, like, the green lawyer route and then not making any money and then trying to, like, support their lifestyle and ending up, like, trading all that in and going a different route and, uh, you're right. He is like a, and it's, I kind of, it's interesting because that's like one specific profession where you always do here. Do you want to go represent, you know, the villains and make a ton of money or do you want to go <laughs> be, be the nice guy and, and make less? And if Dom's I worked in a criminal defense firm for a few months, I, there was a lot of reasons why I couldn't stay at the job for longer, but um, I wanted to give it a shot because I thought the perspective, I didn't think I would do it as a career, but the perspective was going to be really valuable. Um, and I thought if I could do this, I can do anything and I couldn't do it. And that was devastating because I really questioned for like maybe like half a year if this was really the career I still wanted to be in. Um but the attorneys who work there are some of the nicest people I've ever met. I think it's just an incredible ability to compartmentalize what you do. Mm -hmm. And like knowing that you're doing a good job means representing your client and they're exploring every avenue that you have access to, whether or not you feel differently personally is not really a factor because mm -hmm. you're hired to do a job. And if you're able to be like, this is the project in front of me and I have to help. And I couldn't imagine better people 
at the firm I was at, if I was at a crisis, I'd want them. I'd want the person that is trying absolutely everything. Because on paper, it might look absolutely insane because you're looking for technicalities in the work that law enforcement's doing. You're looking for excuses and stuff like that that you can make. But that's your job. And that is what saves a lot of people in those absolutely terrible situations. And you'd want someone who's absolutely cutthroat and you're willing to pay. And I understand that desire, but as someone who is incredibly emotional and because I'm a cancer, if we want to talk astrology for a minute, because that is very Gen Z of me, I (laughs) can't separate it. And I had a really hard time doing that. It was a fantastic experience. And I think everyone should really try, at least at a certain point in your life, go against your own values just to see what it's like. Even if you're talking to people on opposite sides of the political spectrum or um, different lifestyles than you or different values, I think that's really huge. And I think you can really see what you're made of and like, Right. You might also find something you really enjoy doing. And I don't think enough yeah. people do it, especially at my age. I think you're so entrenched in your own ideas and there's kind of an echo chamber with like algorithms and content and people, you know, that pushing yourself outside of that seems really hard, but you can find you're really good at something or you yeah. really don't like it. I do think like, and you'll experience this, I believe, cause, um, I, by no means am I in anything legal, but uh, I'm super into like, I have to write my own contracts as part of my company and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, um, I think from a career aspect, just to touch on that quickly, your career, in my opinion, it shifts every three to five years, like is, and I've seen a couple studies that kind of back this up, that how it shifts with your life uh, kind of milestones, right? So like maybe your first milestone is... Um, you know, moving out of your parents' house or whatever it is, and then it's getting married and you have all these different milestones, but your career aspirations and what you want out of your daily job will switch based on where your life is. And therefore, sometimes your job changes or your environment changes or your focus changes at work in architecture and doing nothing like that at all. Like you start to maneuver these uh, life lanes, if we call it plug. Um, And, uh, it just it's fun to see like them looking back. I've been in my career, I don't know, less than ten years, and it's just about ten years, I guess. Yeah, and I look back, I'm like, damn, like what I came out as a 22 year old from undergrad is so different than where I am now. And ten years from now, it's going to be completely unrelated, and they're just like little stepping stones. Um, but I wanted to mention, I know, like we're kind of running up against time, but I don't know if you've ever heard my running with the law which is not really that exciting. But um, when I bought my home, the day after the property was assessed and it was assessed improperly and my taxes shot up like 250%. Like something where my attorney called me, he said, you got to sit down for this, right? And I'm like, what the hell? So taxes shot up. And I was like, all right, I'll figure out how to pay all this, yada, yada. But when I saw the tax assessment, it was um, it was assessed retroactively as well. So there were, call it six months out of the year, that I was not responsible for. The, pre- the prior homeowner was responsible. I 
nicely asked for him to pay his share. No response. I then worked my with my attorney and sent a letter over, like, uh, no response. Uh, and then I sued him. I had to go to small claims court. Uh, I talked to my attorney. He said it'd be too expensive for him to represent me because it's small claims. It was like four grand or something like that. He's like, it's not worth me. So you have to represent yourself. So I got really smart uh, on the law. I went to court three different times, which was insane because either they didn't show up the first time they pushed. The attorney showed up the second time and blamed it on a Jewish holiday. They were not Jewish. And the third time uh, we finally settled out of court for like 80% of what it was. And it was freaking scary, like going into court, swearing, like waiting for your name to be called. Like, no, I feel every fring every single person should go to court and watch what it is because it's exactly what Hollywood, like as in from, from my perspective, it was so scary. You don't want to mess up. And uh, it's just something that like I had no guidance with. You just kind of have to self-educate. So uh, I think it is cool that you can kind of go down this route and support. Dom, have you had any, like, you haven't been to court at all, right? No. Do you plan on it? No. It's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was just like pretty scary. And I think like it was nice to have someone. We have a good family friend who I pick his brain with, with different like legal questions. And obviously he doesn't charge me or anything. And I'll just shoot him a text and we'll, we'll hop on the line for 15 minutes. And that doesn't happen often. It's like once every six months. But uh, it's always nice to have someone who knows the law that people like us can leverage. So I will be calling you for future calls. Absolutely. And that's what all my friends tell me too. Um, I think it's also a really versatile degree. I think you can really go any direction once you have that kind of training. And that's kind of what I'm looking for. Cause I don't know if I want to stay and like be a trial attorney because in court, it's such a nuance. It's language. It's very particular. It's very intense. And it is a really, really scary environment. You're dealing with a lot of people that know all the technicalities right off the bat and coming in as someone who doesn't. I can't imagine how daunting that task must be. And you're going up against the state, like quite literally, the government is in front of you and is an entity unto itself. And that can be incredibly overwhelming. But I think I can do a lot with it if I don't stay. Ooh. You took you took your LSAT, you said? Yeah. Okay, oh, so like can you this. answer these questions? Can I okay. can I try them out? We should yeah, all try this is, them. This is a great way to close. Okay. All right, hold on, hold on. No no one say anything. We'll write down our answers for the first four. No Googling. I think it's, 10, I think it's fifteen questions. Oh my goodness. Damn. We don't need to do all fifteen. We don't need to do all fifteen. All right, we'll all do right. five. So question number one, I'll read them. Orators were able to win cases for their clients as a result of their A, knowledge of the law, B, skill in speaking and debating, C, familiarity with court procedure, or D, all of the above. Uh, you have a second, students. I'm going to go on to number two for our audio listeners. Number two, in primitive legal systems, disputes were decided by tribunals, judges, orators, or narrators. Law school curriculum now has nationwide uniformity because of accreditation by the A, state bar associations, B, American Bar Association, C, U.S. Supreme Court, D, Inns of Court. 
I think I'm three for three so far, guys. I feel pretty good. Okay, Justin, shut up. Number four, <laughs> legal training in England came from A, bar associations, B, magistrates court, C, crown court, or D, inns of court. Oof. And then we'll, do, we'll do five, not to bore people too much. Um, oh, Joe just sent me something. I think her video is doing well. Uh, attorneys with legal aid societies provide legal services of a contract basis, voucher basis, assigned basis, or pro bono basis. Okay. Wait, oh, go to the five one more time. Sorry. All right. I see. Has everyone written down their answers? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. Uh, whatever. I, I don't on know paper, but I know them. I'm just going to put A for everything. Wrong. I'm not answering them. You're not a robot. It doesn't make you put your email in. Okay. (laughs) It did not. I got an answer correct. Number one, uh, was D all the above? Did everyone have that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Number two, was A tribunals? Wait, no. No, B was the correct answer. Yeah, that's what I put. Oh, sorry. Okay, B was the correct answer. Skill in speaking and debating. Sorry. Yeah. In primitive legal systems, disputes were decided by B- A, tribunals. Everybody have that? Yes. Yeah, honor system here. Oh, I, got Three, the first, law I got the first one wrong. Okay, there we go, Dom. <laughs> law school curriculum now has nationwide uniformity because of the accreditation by the B, American Bar Association. Yes. I'm assuming everyone got that. Yes. I almost okay. got the state bar, but I went with the American Bar. Uh... Yeah, nationwide, Domcon. Legal training training in England came from the D, Inns of Court. Not what I had. I put the magistrates. All right, looks like the law students. (laughs) Sounds like Harry Potter's. Looks like the law students, four for four. Uh, Attorneys with legal aid societies provide legal services on a pro bono basis. All right, I feel pretty good. Cool. Five for five? Oh, yeah. Nice. All right, you you could be our lawyer. Yeah, Yeah, you pass. When we well, get sued for doing something we're not supposed to. So, actually, that's, uh, like, are, are you at all interested in, like, copyright law? <laughs> or is that just... Shut up. Does that just bore you? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea what I want to do. In my head, I would like to do contracts and um, in-house lawyering for a designer and do copyrights for, like, design patterns and stuff like that. I don't know if it mm-hmm. technically relates to media, but um, I don't really want to deal with people. I think that's too <laughs> stressful for me. I like products. I like even your money. I'll deal with that. Your real estate, fine. But in terms of making sure you stay out of jail or putting you in jail, I really have no interest in. All right, good. So I don't think I have the stomach for that. When you start going to class, we will be texting you and asking trademark and copyright laws because we don't know it. Yeah. Um, and right now we're just using artificial intelligence for everything so we don't get in trouble. But eventually, we're probably going to Well, we need, that, we need that intro song. That is, see, that, like, that's our big issue right now is like copywriting songs. And then we get, gotcha. we get hit with flags on YouTube. There's a so. certain amount of time that I think you can. It's, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like 100 ten seconds, years. something like that. Oh, no, well, no. that's you're talking about like overall yeah. copyright. Yeah. yeah, so like you could use Steamboat Willie now, but you yeah. can't use any other Mickey Mouse. That video. You own, you can only use Steamboat Willie. Yeah. So if, if you could just drop everything that you're doing in the next like six months <laughs> while you're just dying school and just figure that all out for us, that'd be great. 
I would love to. It would give me a project that actually tests my brain out a little bit, and maybe get me warmed up okay, for the whole experience. Good. Good. We'll I pay you pro project. bono. So. We, yeah, we pay much. in movie nights. <laughs> we'll pay you in baseball cards. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good stuff. I and, like and all Funko these options. Pops. Oh, I like the Bert. Funko Pops. <laughs> baseball cards. Plenty of those at Andres. Yeah. Oh, my God. What about, what about Yu-Gi-Oh? Huh? She, she doesn't know what Yu-Gi-Oh is. All right. <laughs> that was the, the best the reaction. In the interview. Huh? <laughs> Marie, thanks for popping on. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. Well, uh, I'll see you in about two weeks for uh, to round out Lord of the Rings movie night. Is that President's Day, the day before? Um, it's whatever day. It's the Super Bowl sister told me. Yeah, oh, it's. Yeah. Oh, wait. The one day where I watch football. It's at night, though. I think we're doing it late that night. This football uh, No, it's it's the 18th. Super Bowl is the 11th. We're okay. Thank God. Who's playing Taylor okay. Swift's boyfriend and who else? Uh, the 49ers. 49ers, the guy who looks like a 22-year-old. Love him. You're, Which That's the one that has the really hot guy on it, yeah? They all have hot guys they're, on yeah, it. Yeah, all. I mean, there was like really one last year players. that everyone was like... I don't know. I, maybe yeah, it was, maybe it was Jimmy Garoppolo that she was thinking. Yeah. That's a while well, I'll ago. Show the, I'll show you the quarterback. Yeah. Of, he's not uh, on him anymore. Joe Burrow. He's a smoke show. No, mm. Joe Burrow also looks like he's 22. Yeah, I think Hello. Joe Burrow's a good looking guy. Whoa, that's yeah. a really good picture of Brock Purdy. Mary, what do you think of that guy? Is that Peyton Manning behind him? <laughs> God, looks like him. <laughs> Just like gut reaction. What do you think about that guy? He's cute. I'd give him a smooch. If his okay, lips so that, would come out. Yeah, that's Lee Harvey Oswald. He assassinated John F. Kennedy. So. Ooh. I don't know, man. He does look like Brock Purdy, which is why I brought it up. But now we have a communist here in the, the podcast. <laughs> so we're gonna have to... Well, fun fact, I do believe communism would be more beneficial to the society than capitalism, but I know that's not going to go very many places with you all. That's going on Instagram. That's an assumption. That's an assumption. Uh, but well, he was you're wearing a hat, was... so I trust you more. The two of them. Sounds like really... someone doesn't make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I am extremely broke. <laughs> Everyone's a communist until they get their first paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I well thanks for coming on. Dean, is she what good is, to leave? Did she upload it? Uh no, I'm gonna i I'm what gonna did stop you it just now. Do with your microphone, Justin. I open 